Good evening and welcome to India Decides. As the CBI team heads to Italy finally to investigate the chopper scam, we bring you exclusive details of the money trail. Just what were the front companies that channeled the bribe money of 51 million euros all about? Well, the VVIP chopper scam nailing the corrupt should a special investigation team be set up. That's been a demand of the opposition today. That's what we are looking at as our main subject this evening on India Decides. Also coming up, our newsmaker this evening, the Foreign Minister Salman Khurshid, as the government finally breaks its silence on the VVIP helicopter scam. He tells us about the future of Fin Mechanica in India. Also coming up, the mother of Geetika Sharma commits suicide just like Geetika herself after she was harassed by the former Home Minister of Haryana Gopal Kanda who owned MDLR Airlines, which Gitika worked for. Should the jail Kanda face stricter charges? That's what we are looking at in our second discussion this evening. And as usual, we also invite you to be a part of our second screen. This is what it's all about. On our second screen app, on your, uh, on your uh, iPad your, or your, your tablet or, or your smartphone, you have a choice of knowing what this program is all about you have a choice of actually asking us questions you know what who our guests are lots of interesting questions out there perhaps i'll refer to a few of those in our debate this evening and then ask that question to our panelists panelists this evening first the big headlines at this are another petrol and diesel price hike petrol goes up by one rupee 50 paise a liter diesel by 45 paise a liter a six-year-old girl was kidnapped from right outside her house, brutally raped and left to die on the roadside near the Delhi-Gurgaon border. She's now undergone several surgeries as her lower intestines are severely damaged. The main accused in the Surianeli rape case, who'd been absconding since 2005, is arrested in Karnataka. South Africa's Paralympic superstar Oscar Pistorius is charged with the murder of his girlfriend who was shot dead on Valentine's Day. Well, it's one of the biggest scams to have hit our country's defense establishment since Bofors, implicating a former Air Force chief as well. Now more details are emerging of a complex money trail by which kickbacks were routed to India and the political chorus is growing louder. As the chopper scam looks all set to overshadow the budget session of parliament, today the government took the first steps to cancel the over 3,500 crore rupee VVIP chopper deal with Augusta Westland. The government issued a show-cause notice to Augusta Westland, the firm which manufactures the AW101 chopper, 12 of which were to be inducted into the Indian Air Force to be used by VVIPs. Augusta Westland has been given seven days to reply on the charges of bribery. An integrity pact in the contract allows the government to cancel this deal if any kickbacks were paid. But in all of this, let's continue our focus on that Italian prosecutor's report, that same report which speaks about the role of middlemen in India in this deal. Let's take a look at some of the main points. Money was transferred, says the report, to Air Chief Marshal S. Tiagi between 2004 and 2007. Tiagi is a public official. He acted contrary to his official duties. International crimes resulted in corruption of public officials in India. Very strong words. Justification to pay for intermediaries is an offence of a criminal nature. The Tiagi brothers promised and at least partly transferred money to the ex-air chief. 400,000 euros were transferred to
to a company, IDS India, we now know that to be a shell company for use by middlemen, by the Tyagi's lawyers and by the Tyagi family. Now Guido Hashka, a middleman in this deal, met Julie Tyagi, also known as Sanjeev Tyagi, at a family marriage in Lugano. Hashka met Air Chief Marshal Tyagi six to seven times personally. So again, the role of the former Air Chief coming into sharp question as far as the points raised in this prosecutor's report is concerned. The first time that uh, the Air Chief actually met some of these middlemen, uh, the first time was with the delegation of Finn Mechanica. That's when there was this exchange, the first time that it actually happened. Hashka once greeted Air Chief Marshal Tiagi apparently by touching his feet. All right, well, let's now continue to look at the middlemen, the key players in all of this, how that scam money was routed to India. So let's just take a look at the money trail. Now, remember, the bribe amount was 51 million euros. How did that 51 million get to India? It got through middlemen. There were three primary middlemen, Guido Hashka and Carlos Geroso. They worked very closely together. And Christian Michel. Now, Michel, very little is known about him except that he operates in Dubai and the United Kingdom. 20 million euros was given to Hashka and to Geroso. And Michel got 30 million euros. Now, the Tiagi brothers apparently got their money from uh, Hashka and, and Geroso. 20 million euros was the amount that the two had, of which 12 million euros landed up with the Tiagi uh, brothers. And the allegation is that this money was apparently rooted, some of it, to the former air chief S.P. Tiagi, though it should be mentioned that there has never been an instance when the Italian and the international middlemen were present when there was actually an alleged transfer of money to the former air chief. Now, how were the bribes routed to India in terms of shell companies? How does anyone transfer such a big, a large amount of 51 million euros without being caught? Well, here's how it, how it actually happened. And yes, these people evidently are in the process of being caught. All right. Well, it all begins with Finn Mechanica. Now, Finn Mechanica is the mother company for Augusta Westland. Augusta Westland manufactures the AW101 VVIP choppers. That's the chopper in question. Finn Mechanica apparently set up front companies, shell companies, IDS in Tunisia and IDS in India. We do not know very much about this except for the fact that IDS India doesn't exist on the registrar of companies and apparently IDS Tunisia, even if it did exist, has subsequently folded up. But money was apparently transferred here and ultimately went to India. Now, this is, this is where it gets really, really interesting. There is a legit company, a legitimate company in India called IDS Infotech. It exists in Chandigarh. It's got international offices. It deals with software, among other things. These, this particular company had a deal with Finn Mechanica and with Augusto Westland. They were handling a particular contract for Augusto Westland. That contract and nothing else was acquired by a company called Aerometrix in 2009. Now, 2009, very critical because 2009 is when the Cabinet Committee on Security was looking very closely at this deal. So the Augusta Westland part of this contract was acquired by Aerometrix. And there you have it. Who were the directors of Aerometrix? Guido Hashka and Carlo Geroso, the same middlemen that we've been referring to. Now, there is one more point over here that uh, I can also uh, refer to. And, here, and, and we don't have an answer to this as yet. Now, to the best of our knowledge, Aerometrix, 
this company has an annual turnover of not very much, apparently 8.5 odd million dollars. Again, that number is a little bit in dispute. How would 51 million euros be channeled through this one company? Chartered accountants tell us that's very unlikely. So question marks still exist. Now, the BJP today stepped up their attack on the government. They did so by referring to a part of the prosecutor's report where the words in translation are the family. And basically this refers to how a family apparently acquired or was apparently the recipient of a very large amount of money. Now, the question that the BJP is saying, we'll get BJP spokespersons, in fact, Mr. Javrekar, who addressed that press conference earlier on is, who is this family that you're talking about? Is this the family of Air Chief Marshal Tiagi? That's what we've been reporting o over the last several days. But is the BJP apparently or possibly alluding to some sort of a Congress link as well? That remains unclear. The family wants it that their arrangement is observed with regard to 28 million euros. This was apparently the kickback to this family, whosoever this family may be. Was it the Congress that they are talking about, the Gandhis they were talking about, or was this in fact this the Tyagis that the BJP is referring to? Now, one agreement was for 42 million euros with the team of middlemen, the other uh, were for 8 million euros. With, in fact, that should read 28 million euros. That's a typo that should read 28 million euros with the family. All right. So who is that family? This is what the BJP is alleging. And we will have Prakash Javdekar as well on this program in a few moments. In the charge sheet prepared in Italy, in the, by the Italian, before the Italian court, the charge sheet mentions that rupees 200 crores were paid to the first family. There is mention of the family. The family. Who is this the family? Konsa ye parivar hai jisko 200 crore rupee ki baat do bar Italy ke nyayalay ke samaksh do bar jiska ullekh hai parivar ka wo kaun parivar hai? Well now finally the government is breaking its silence. Uh, and is answering a lot of questions. A little while earlier, I spoke to the Foreign Minister Salman Khushid. I began by asking uh, Mr. Khushid, with a show cause having been served to Augusta Westland, is this the beginning of the end of this company, Finn Mechanica, the parent company and the other companies in India? Is this the beginning of the end? This is what Mr. Khushid had to say. I think it's very important in any of these matters not to jump to conclusions, but to allow the lawful procedures to, uh, to work themselves out because doubt has been cast on uh, their dealings with India uh, due to an investigation at the other end, at the, at the uh, Italian end. I think it was important for us uh, to respond and uh, one way to respond uh, is to, uh, to give the matter for investigation to the CBI and the other way to respond is uh, in terms of civil consequences, uh, which, is why, which is why the show cause notice would have been issued. But I don't think uh, you should come to any conclusions on the basis of a show cause notice because the show cause notice is actually uh, uh, an opportunity for the other person to explain their conduct and action takes place only if the conduct is not satisfactorily explained. Mr. Khurshid, the BJP wants a time-bound, court-monitored, special investigation into this scam. Are you willing to accept this? Is the government willing to accept this? 
Well, as I understand, uh, uh, we, are, uh, we are open to uh, a dialogue on this. Uh, the decision obviously will have to be taken by the concerned agencies and the uh, concerned part of government. I mean, this is a decision that will have to be taken by the Ministry of Defense as yes. indeed by, by the Home Ministry. Um, and I'm sure that they will listen to any, any sage and sensible advice. I think the BJP should talk to us rather than scream and shout. Uh, because let's not forget that there are issues on this that are uh, distracting from the main concern and those issues pertain to decisions that were taken during the NDA government. Uh, I'm not passing blame, I'm only explaining facts that there are decisions that they took, perhaps the right ones, and those decisions are what led finally to the conclusion of the contract. But in the conclusion of the contract, if there are any uh, matters that, that are of a suspicious nature or an unwholesome nature, as seems to be the indication by the Italian investigation, then they must be taken to a logical conclusion, and that's what we will do, and that was the intention in giving this matter over to the CBI. But Mr. Khurshi, the government has been criticized for going slow in ordering an inquiry, even though several of these allegations of corruption are not new. Why has it taken so long for the government to react? The media seem to have copies of this report. A lot has been asked about why the CBI wasn't pushed into investigations earlier on. Well, you know that uh, Italian jurisdiction is an autonomous and independent jurisdiction of a sovereign state. Uh, there are diplomatic manner uh, procedures by which you can try to reach. I mean, the Italians were, were reaching out to us to get their Marines released, but what were we saying? We were saying that the matter is in court and the courts are independent of the, of the executive. But the courts uh, believe in rule of law and the courts of our country are outstanding and they will give justice. So uh, now if someone says in, uh, at the Italian end that their foreign ministry didn't do enough to get the Marines released, I think that would not be fair. And equally, it would not be fair to say that we didn't do enough. Uh, we were not going to declare war for documents. All we could do is to use persuasion. And even at the Italian end, they obviously took some time to come to a conclusion that an arrest was appropriate. Um, so Nobody is asking questions as to why the arrest wasn't done three months ago. They must have reached a conclusion that allowed for a decision about an arrest now. And therefore, uh, we also take it that this is an important turning point at which we can proceed with an investigation in which uh, documents, materials and things sought by the CBI can actually be sought through court proceedings. So what about the money trail in India? 51 million euros were channeled to India. Serious questions being asked about shell companies or front companies in, this, uh, in India. Do, are we any closer to knowing the truth of this? I'm sure that we have very competent people uh, uh, sniffing the money trail or any trail. Uh, it's not really frank, frankly fair for me to speculate or to give half-baked information. Uh, obviously, uh, reputations are always involved when investigations of this nature takes place. And I think it's important that the public interest prevail, which is both that the truth should be known, that defaulting people should be uh, uh, should, should be punished or made accountable and that no innocent person is unnecessarily dragged into a controversy. So as the investigation proceeds, the investigating agencies themselves will share the information that they feel will be justified to be shared with the public. 
All right, uh, Salman Khushri, the Foreign Minister uh, of India, speaking to me just a little while uh, earlier on. I'm now joined live from Milan by my colleague Sunetra Chaudhary. Sunetra, the big news now is that there's a CBI team on its way to Italy as India finally seems to be getting serious about getting information from the Italians. Lots of people wondering why this wasn't done earlier on. What are you hearing about whether or not the Italians would be very happy to assist India in the speedy manner that a lot of people want? Well, what we know from uh, speaking to Indian officials over here is that they have been in touch with them as soon as it, they figured out that it was a huge political scandal and the fact that for the first time, and it was only on Monday when this report became public, when, it, uh, when the arrest happened, that they figured out there were links to uh, air chief, someone as high up as the ex-air chief, S.P. Tyagi. And that's when really they, when speaking to me, officials said that they were shocked by it. And even though they knew that this kind of investigation were on, they weren't really sure how high it went. So the fact that it involved a former Indian air chief really took them by surprise. Since then, ever since uh, Defense Minister A.K. Anthony ordered the inquiry, uh, the Indian side, Rome, has been in touch with the various officials over here and they were saying, they confirmed to us that they were trying to work out exactly when the CBI team should come. What's essential though, Vishnu, and this is essential for CBI, which has had bad luck with all international uh, investigations till now, be it the in original payoff case, Bofors, in which uh, they were told that the external agency, that Swiss agencies weren't willing to share information with them. And then uh, the whole Ottavio Kotroki case, who, by the way, is also from Milan, uh, and in that as well, they had bad luck. So what's crucial for the CBI and what officials over here, they weren't really sure exactly how much uh, the Italian authorities and the prosecutors here would be willing to share with them. They said that they are in touch, they're trying to work out uh, about coordination. Uh, they right. said that perhaps the Italians might want to uh, investigate and question some of the Indian uh, players as well. But for that, they would need coordination. Would they get that cooperation? That's something they're waiting to see. All right, Sunetra, thanks very much for joining us. The big question this evening, should a special investigation team be set up to probe uh, this helicopter scandal? Joining us, Satya Rajchaturvedi, spokesperson, Rajya Sabha MP of the Congress Party. Prakash Javrekar, spokesperson and Rajya Sabha MP of the BJP. Senior journalist Nalini Singh, the former Army Chief, General Shankar Roy, Shankar Roy Chaudhary. And Air Marshal retired, BN Gokhale, former Vice Chief of Air Staff. Thank you all very much for joining us. <coughs> Mr. Javrikar, in your press conference earlier in the day, you used two words which uh, a lot of people wanted more clarity on, the family. I've gone through that report very clear, and, and indeed there are two parts where those two words, the family, are used. Who are you alluding to? I'm not leading to anybody. The, I want the truth to come to the fore. Which is that family who are paid for a country's dealing and to such an extent of nearly 200 crore rupees. Also, this is very important revelation and that must be uh, investigated properly so that the truth comes out. Well, Mr. Javrikar, you are not, really not, not, not referring to the Gandhis. No, no, I am not saying which family. Because the reason I ask you that come, is because the, the name of the Tyagis has been mentioned over and over again and a lot of people would say that when it comes to the use of the word family in that report, it refers to the Tyagis, right? The three <coughs> cousins, the, the three brothers and the cousin, the former air chief. Is it only that family that you're concerned about? Or, 
or are you are you okay it's so a, yeah go ahead mr uh, mr jamil it's a matter of inference somebody can say that it refers to tagis but when the report is mentioning each and every <coughs> tagi by name yes then why they mention only at two places and that amount is 200 million they are never mentioning that tagis have been paid 200 uh, crore rupees so what they are essentially saying they are referring to the family so i have asked raised the question that which is this the family so so mr javrekar all of you hate us journalists asking leading questions but in your press conference you were asking a very leading question to the congress weren't you that who is this family right mr javrekar yes, you are talking about you, you are alluding to the gandhis why don't you say it directly no because we always trust that investigation ultimately and in an information is today the truth comes out so we are ready to wait for the truth to come out and then everybody will know who the family is mr chaturvedi um is does is that does that answer satisfy the congress party i mean he's he's being careful in 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 the use of his words over there he's not just referring to the tyagis he said it could be any family we don't know which family this is right but there is he's obviously pointing at a particular direction how do you respond well it's a it's a highly politically loaded uh, statement. statement yeah and we all know what the intention is there's no doubt about it whether he clarifies it or not but the intentions are obvious now i could also make such statements but i'm not doing it when i could say why not ranjan bhattacharya in family because brajesh mishra has written to change the parameters of the uh, deal or requirements of the deal contract he did an I mean, order no you know one can anybody i mean i can go on asking 10 questions so i mean this is always easy but let's be objective the objective thing would be a controversy has been revealed as soon as the controversy came to light the government of india asked the government of italy to provide all evidence that has been collected by their investigation agency. but that, that didn't really just happen a minute, just a minute let me let me come one by one okay so the government of india did what it should have immediately done asked the italian government to provide with all the evidence for various reasons the italian government refused to do it they haven't provided it now what next the next was that government of india must order a credible inquiry into this entire episode all right the ministry of defense <coughs> already ordered an inquiry before the cbi, CBI. yeah by even CBI before that yeah into this entire episode a two days back yes all right now we are discussing a subject where any name could be taken yes all right whether tyagi or satyavrat chaturvedi or prakash javdekar or anybody for that matter we do not know what is the truth and the truth can be revealed only after the investigation has been completed okay mr javdekar let me come let me come to you i mean he makes an important point so let's not you know pointed directions let's wait for the truth to come out but the other demand and you had a series of demands with the bjp earlier on in the day is that you wanted a court uh, a court supervised speedy trial by an independent agency um you you don't trust the cbi at all in this case is that what you're trying to say no no what we are saying is based on the what has actually happened in last 10 years 
2G under the public pressure prime minister ordered and announced the CBI probe yes in 2009 yes and next 15 months nothing happened only after the supreme court started monitoring the cbi inquiry started yielding results so this is the experience in many other cases also so we are saying that it has to be monitored either supreme court should monitor it or a parliamentary panel can monitor it or right, there has to be some monitoring mechanism on weekly basis or fortnightly basis okay so mr javedkar it's, it's good to know that at least you haven't lost in this instance your faith in the cbi let's see what finally happens whether the cbi can actually deliver some results you want i understand you make you want speedy results nalini singh um, is there a are we missing the plot over here because a lot of people feel that the real issue is not congress it's not bjp it's not rajesh mishra it's not pranab mukherjee at least not yet no no inquiry has come out it's the role of middlemen and are we missing the plot over here in how that money eventually got to india you know um vishnu i would say that it is extremely disappointing to listen to the politicians just now because it who cares who they are naming etc please read the last sentence of this uh, very report that the, the report that's been presented in the italian courts today and it says the team the team of middlemen has agreed to reduce their euro 30 million while recognizing the need for the agreement of euro 28 million with the family to be honored in full so we are talking about something extremely extremely sinister which is that india is being taken for such a weak country and i think that the politicians know very well that we have uh, this is india has been looked at as a pot of gold and we have attracted the country has attracted all manner of middlemen since the 1960s early 60s i am personally aware of a jabalpur arms factory which had attracted droves of the swiss from switzerland arms dealers and the and arms dealers are connected all over as you can see their web so today i'm going to appeal to the politicians to say do not derail this inquiry this country will not allow it send a letter rogatory now so that we 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 know the truth and the other thing is that also at the same time let us strike a blow for the country let us not say that on account of quality that you know it is actually after all such a good helicopter who worries look at bofors it won the kargil war for us quality is one a completely separate to corruption whether it is 51 million euros or it is 50000 rupees it doesn't matter haven't we had enough is you what i would you, like to you, say you mentioned so therefore a middleman and uh, uh, vishnu i'm just going to say one more thing which is that you know we don't have to go even to we are not conducting an inquiry just now look under our own rug the uh, the chairman or uh, the highest authority at hal yep. hindustan aeronautics limited was uh, a chief tyagi's brother yes and i would like to be forgiven by the brother if i'm saying the wrong thing but i'm told that uh, you know these uh, the, the sharks uh, of uh, uh, um, the agents uh, arms agents arms dealers as such that the demel uh, the denel chief natarajan yes. was apparently in courts handling him and don't forget that we've also got uh, uh, ravi rishi who was actually also representing a french 
helicopter firm. Maybe that's yeah, so, the helicopter. So, you that know, Nalini, the point that you're so mentioning is that it's it's a web over here. There are so many people, so many connections. The name of Abhishek Varma has come up in this particular case as well. General Shankar Roy Chaudhary, um, you know, I just wanted to you to reflect on a point that Nalini was saying. She says that you know it's not enough for us to say that these weapon systems are excellent weapon systems. There is also this entire corruption element in it, and we cannot just look away from that corruption element. But look at it from the other perspective. This is a country that needs state-of-the-art weaponry. There was a belief in the BJP, in the government of the time, and in this government that this helicopter had to be acquired. It is not being acquired. We never acquired enough Bofors guns. You would know that more than anybody else. We never licensed, manufactured them in this country. So at the end of the day, is the, are the armed forces suffering? And if the armed forces are suffering through the want of weaponry, aren't we all suffering? Well, let me first say that what which politicians come and go is of supreme indifference and unconcern to the country. One will be replaced by another. So which politician is saying what, which party is saying what is a matter of supreme indifference. But that there is a very dangerous trend coming in. As a result of these multiplication of so-called scams, uh, I was disturbed. I was disturbed to learn from the media again that the defense minister has a cancelled i believe uh, this uh, one helicopter contract helicopter and he says that in future if there is any other scams he will cancel all the scam uh, all the all the contracts and all contracts are going to be reexamined that means every single item required by the armed forces army navy and air force is now under scrutiny and there is a good chance there is a good chance that due to technicalities, intentional or otherwise, you are going to have more cancellations. But so I think what we are treading on is a very slippery slope. We are going to, in the interest of so-called justice, in the interest of so-called uh, clarity, we are going to cancel anything which is likely to affect our political interests, that means the interests of the government in power, who are now going to face a very hostile parliament yes. and they would like nothing better to say look we have suspicions of so and so we've cancelled the contract and the security of the country is of secondary consequence well, let I, us let sit me back just, and think I, on that i take your point sir let me come across to a marshal gokhale the sad thing in all of this sir is that um, you know i mean it's 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 a former chief of air staff who's being named in this particular case there is an expectation in this country that people in uniform, our men and women in uniform, <coughs> are above all of this. But the 197 helicopter deal that General Roy Chaudhary was referring to, in the same set of uh, reports by the Italian prosecutor, also has details of how a serving brigadier of the Indian Army actually at one stage went to Augusta Westland and said, pay me, I will give you a good report. So that is another instance of uh, an alleged instant, instance of a man in uniform seeking money. Now we've got this particular case of a former air chief apparently being on the take. So what are we all led to believe about our, our, our men and women in uniform? I mean, isn't it our armed forces which are, are being disgraced as a result of all of this? No, Vishnu, I do agree that uh, there is a certain amount of uh, apprehension amongst the people at the moment because of certain names come up. But let, let them not forget that look at the system that are being used for so many years and the kind of, uh, you know, 
performance that the armed forces have done, many wars and many events that have happened. So we have been using equipment which is imported. Well, those days also a lot of deals have gone through. There was a time where there were middlemen and which are now debarred. We also have lists, as a matter of fact, from the CBI or otherwise, from the Ministry of Defense, which say that these people should not be contacted. And likewise, whenever there are presentations or some foreign delegations who come and give presentations, all their names are cleared by intelligence agencies and only then that people are allowed to meet them. So there are lots of checks and balances which are built in to ensure that we get to hear so what Air exactly Marshall, is the You are a vice chief to the best of your knowledge was a visit of people from Fin Mechanica to, uh, to Air Marshal Tiagi or others uh, in, in the loop. Was that cleared by, by intelligence? Well, I, I cannot say specifically about a particular visit or not, but I know that whenever there are teams which come to the air headquarters or to any of the headquarters to give presentations, there is a big team and those team names are cleared. There is no doubt about it. So you had one last comment. We need to wrap this discussion. Yeah. Well, Vishnu, uh, number one, the government is determined to find out and go to the end of this string and find out as to who were the beneficiaries, yeah. if at all. And this I must tell you, there should be no doubt about it that government sincerity in this regard is absolutely uh, impeccable. Okay. One. Two, I entirely agree with what General Chaudhary said just now. In fact, I and some of my friends were discussing this this evening. What is happening? Because of our petty politics sometimes, I mean, I do not say that each of these allegations are wrong, but what is happening is, the, the biggest victim is the, the military preparedness in this country. One after the other, we're going to raise these controversies and then cancel, the, de cancel the deals with South Africa. That is what we have done in the in with case Israel, of guns. That's what we've done. With Bofors, we have done this. In Singapore, there's another firm which we have blacklisted and so on. Now, go on doing this. What are we doing to our military preparedness? And then the questions are raised now and then that the, uh, the, the government is not looking after the purchases that were required and the right. funds that are given to the Ministry of Defense are not utilized in time. Yeah. Now, these are the, the, the biggest uh, victim is going to be our military preparedness, right. which is very, very difficult. I think that's a we point. must find answer to this before doing our... Okay, Nalini, 30 seconds, go ahead. Yes, uh, Vishnu, how can politicians say this? I mean, after all, they are running the country. What is this that we've cancelled this, we've cancelled this, we've cancelled this? That is no virtue. We have expected you to act virtuously. You do not act virtuously and then you say we have cancelled. Cancelling is not going to take you off the hook. In fact, as General Roy Choudhury says, this is the worst thing that can happen. Each time there is a, crisis, uh, a, a corruption charge like this, all we do is cancel. Now, how does that make you look in our eyes? We are defenseless. Nalini, and that is exactly country, what I'm trying to uh, this say. This is not right. No. This is but exactly why have you not done it, sir? 66 the years. The consequence We cannot now. say. And, I mean, and, I, and I tell and you, I'm telling you, the consequences of all these controversies till now has been what so, I narrated. It has been this. But the controversies are caused yes. by your corruption. 
Nobody is nobody. Let me inform you. Unfortunately, in the Ministry of Defence today, the tendency is to avoid taking decisions and to let the things hang on for a long time. And this so is going to be a, very a, dangerous for us. That's a that's a pretty revealing statement. A K. No Anthony is somebody who's known to be a very clean minister. In this particular case, questions are being raised. And perhaps that entire issue about whether decisions are being taken or not, that's another issue we can debate on another occasion. We'd like to thank all of you uh, for joining us. We're going to quickly move on now to something else. Well, six months after her death, the mother of Geetika Sharma has also committed suicide. Her suicide note had striking similarities to what her daughter had alleged. Anuradha Sharma, Geetika's mother, wrote that she was under tremendous pressure from Gopal Kanda, the former Haryana minister, and his associate Anuradha Chadha, to drop the cases against them. Clearly, Kanda and Anuradha Chadda being in jail in connection uh, with this case made no difference to their ability to pressurize the family of Geetika Sharma. Well, joining us uh, to discuss this, we'll be joined in a few moments by Flavia Agnes, the, uh, the women rights lawyer. Um, Dr. Kiran Bedi, former IPS officer, joins us at this stage, as does uh, the social activist Jaya Jaiti. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. Dr. Bedi, let me come to you first. You know, we've discussed violence against women in, in so many different contexts. It's just, it's just uh, so sad that every second discussion or every second program is one aspect of this has to do with violence against women. How, ma'am, in your mind, does this particular case, the Kanda case, the case of Gitika and now her mother represent the worst of violence against women. What is important in this case is, here was a mother who had lost a daughter in such tragic circumstances. Now how did she handle the grief thereafter? We don't have victim counselling here. Now here she is a victim too, because she is a mother of a diseased daughter. What kind of support systems did she have to handle that grief? But the um, issue which is coming right now is, was she continuing to get harassed after Kanda went to jail? And if so, in what way, in what all manner did she continue to get harassed? Did she get phone calls? Did she get visitors? Uh, what kind of evidence? And th second important Vishnu is, did at any stage, if she was being harassed, if it was a continuing harassment post-arrest, did anybody go to police station and lodge written matters? Mm -hmm. And if they were, Vishnu, I can tell you, if they were giving in writing that they were being harassed and their phone was not kept on watch, then this suicide was preventable. This yeah, is what yeah. I believe. Isn't uh, this, Jaijetli, the scariest part of this is that you've got uh, very well, very politically connected people behind bars who still have the power to influence somebody to actually end their life. And she's mentioned as the mother in her letter that she's done this because she was under pressure to drop the charges. I think putting people behind bars these days, especially these kind of powerful characters, doesn't make a difference at all to either their lifestyle or their expression of that power. They have enough muscle men around, enough people with vested interests who want to see that their power remains. And uh, what this man did outside to terrorize this girl in a way, he doesn't obviously seem to be stopping. And that's a case which I've come across many times mm. where rapists who have been in jail 
have written to their victims saying, you wait till we get out, we'll show you. So this is just another way of showing that kind of power. And it's really very sad that here the, that victim has now caused a ripple effect by having the mother also have to commit suicide. And I, I think certainly this multiplies the, the uh, accusations against this man who's in jail and he would have to pay for it. Flavia, what are your thoughts in this case? Kiran Bedi had an interesting point about how there is no system of counselling. That process of counselling actually has to, to happen at all levels. Uh, it has to happen with to victims and their families. Uh, is that an essential an area which, which, is, which is so missing that it results in cases like this? Yes, indeed. I think there are two aspects of it. I think it's a very telling comment on in the political system of our times, how even when a per person is arrested, put behind bars, can still have this kind of influence on the victim and her family. And I think that's very, very sad indeed. When we talk about justice, we never talk about a victim support program. And at the other level, uh, committing suicide shows a very distressed mental state. So what was it that was causing this kind of distress to this woman? And what kind of support the state was giving to her? Envisaging a problem like this, not that she will go and file a complaint, not that you know she, uh, she will go and do something, get a protection order or something. But I feel that when the case like this is there in public domain, it is the responsibility of the state to look after all the important witnesses who will be under pressure to retract or to drop charges. And this is happening all the time. This is happening in rape cases. This is happening in all other cases concerning women. And I think. This is a wake-up call that we have to have a very a vibrant witness support program. Otherwise, we will not be able to proceed and nobody will come forward to file such cases in future. And I think that is very, very important for us to ponder at this stage. Jayajitli, you had a point. Before that, I just wanted to, uh, to ask you, uh, one of the most sinister aspects of this case is the political connection. This was a very high-powered uh, Congress leader in the state. Uh, initially, he, he was absconding for the, for the longest time before he was eventually caught, and he still has this power to get away with it. Well, that's exactly the point that I was wanting to make, is that when somebody is so powerful and the, a part of the ruling party, the ruling party is never going to protect the victim's family. They are going to protect him. And that is so obvious over here that he was allowed to get away with it, that he's still expressing all his uh, instruments of power. And uh, witness protection can only happen if there is a completely independent police yeah. which can do it. But nothing is independent here. Everybody is connected to the political system, which if it wants to misuse uh, a situation like this, will happily do so. In fact, Kiran Bedi, last word to you on this, the, the independence or the lack thereof of the police. Isn't this the central concern over here? We discuss it over and over again. But if the police were truly independent, then this family would have had the support or the protection that they require. Vishnu, I'm not sure whether the police, the whether these people, the family, Gitika's family, if they were being harassed, did they give this in writing to the police? Because they could have even straight away gone to the court and complained that this is the way being harassed. I think that's the message we need to give. We got to be, we got to be proactive also ourselves. If, did we give it writing? In fact, I want to, I wait to know whether the brother gave it in writing. Because if they've given in writing to the police, the police will get it in the neck. Yeah. The officers who got it will get it right away. 
because it will now be the, their owner's responsibility to have responded, written to the, inform the court. And this man, Kanda, would have been restrained further, whether his, whether in the prison, whether through visitors, or whether when he is visiting uh, the courts, he could have been circumscribed. In fact, we could have been, he could have been further restricted. Did the brother or the or the husband at any stage inform the police? To me, was it either was was it a continuing depression or was it a new new uh, threatening which was coming from Kanda? I think these are two things we need to verify as a part of investigation. All right, I'm going to end this discussion over here. It's it's a sad story, but I just want to uh, actually bring in another sad story, uh, another story of of violence, uh, not against a woman in this instance, but against a young child, a six-year-old child who was raped brutally. She was captured from outside her house, taken to the Gurgaon Delhi border, left over there. She suffered serious in intestinal damage. She's battling for her life after having gone through many surgeries. It was at this Gurgaon Delhi border that a six-year-old girl was found howling and in a pool of blood on the night of February 10th. She had been kidnapped brutally raped and left to die. At around 10.30 in the night, a motorist saw her and brought her to the nearby Delhi police check post. The traumatized six-year-old was then brought here to New Delhi's Saftarjung Hospital, where India's daughter had battled for her life for several days. In a chilling deja vu, the doctors found that her lower intestine and her rectum were badly damaged. They performed several surgeries on her. So now she remains to be out of danger. They say that she'll have to come back for follow-up surgeries. Since the Gurgaon police had no record of any missing child, the little girl lay all by herself alone in the hospital bed. But now she's been reunited with her parents after they were traced by the Delhi police back to Gurgaon. They have registered a case under the Protection of Children under the Sexual Abuse Act. But the criminal the man responsible for this horrific crime is still out there. The police now say they will be taking help of an NGO to get the girl talking and get more details of the man. In New Delhi with camera person Ramesh, Sonal Mehrotra, NDTV.